and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we've got a market update. It is data day because on the 12th of November, a new report was released from the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand showing what happened in the month of October. And I can tell you, it was one for the record books in so many ways. First off, house prices in one month increased by 3.5%. Amazing, now, 35 across the nation. So we often use 5% as a kind of general baseline for your main areas. You've had 35 of that in a month. It's crazy. And what's important to note as well is that this is not measured by median house price. So remember, I always caution you, just be a bit cautious about <laughs> the median house price because it can change more quickly. A data than, disclaimer. Yes, a data disclaimer. Stop the property abuse <laughs> because... Data abuse. Because median house prices will fluctuate because different properties are selling each month. This is measured by the house price index, which takes into account every property within the country. So those moved in one month, 3.5%. This is the fastest one month increase in house prices since March 1996. That's 24 years ago. Holy moly. That shows you the level of activity going on in the market at the moment. And what's really interesting is that the median house price over the last 12 months, this stat will blow your mind, has gone up by $120,000. It has gone from 605 k 12 months ago up to 725 k today. Now again, some of that can be due to some of the change in what sold month on month. But even if you look at the house price index, house prices are up 13.5% year on year. So we're talking about some significant growth just in the last 12 months. Recession who? Never heard of her. <laughs> well, there was some recession in different areas of the economy, and we can talk about that. But certainly the market in property is keeping the rest of the economy very, very strong. Mm. And so I think the key takeaway here is this. If you have been a little bit marginal in terms of not having quite enough equity to be able to get into the market, then I would just be reassessing. You know, check the new valuation. Let's see if you can get a desktop valuation yeah, against your property. To begin with and and uh, CoreLogic is a great place to get, or QV is a great place to get those evaluations. And I'm seeing, just with the investors that I'm working with, quite a lot more usable equity, particularly if they've got a sizable portfolio. And that's going to be a key thing because perhaps you're able to take more action than you otherwise would have been if you've just been waiting. Even in the last month, let's say you take last month's median house price and appreciate it by 3.5%. That would create an extra 19.2k worth of deposit. 100k worth of purchase price at 80%. Exactly. So if you were 100k off previously, maybe you're not so marginal anymore. And of course, we're still using that 80% LVR. Lots going on in the market there as well. Now, I just want to talk about what's actually causing this. First of all, there are lots of cash buyers and unconditional buyers in the market who are getting into multi-office situations. Yeah, and that's quite a normal market for somewhere like Wellington, but unconditional offers in Christchurch and Auckland and you know Hamilton and Tauranga are less frequent, but they are definitely gearing up at the moment. More auctions, more people with cash, unconditional offers, which a friend of mine actually just sold his property in Christchurch, his owner-occupied property in Christchurch, and they only had two people bidding 
bidding at the auction and I reminded him you only need one to win he got an offer well in excess it didn't sell under the hammer but afterwards they negotiated up funnily enough someone that had gone to the auction for another property missed out and then came and made a conditional offer of two days finance on his property later that day the people who missed out at the auction were at sort of 8 a 10 or something like that and was kind of wanting 850 this other buyer came in at kind of 875 and so he took that and then those people that missed out thought that they were playing smart hardball and are now upset in a backup offer only Amazing. Well, let's just talk about auctions because I've got stats on that as well. 23.4% of all properties in October went to auction. So that's up from 15% last year. So there has been an increase of perhaps 50%-ish in terms of that proportion of more properties going to auction because there is such lack of supply and such hot demand. Something that's interesting, generally speaking in Auckland, many properties go to auction. And in the month of October, 40.6% of properties in Auckland that were sold went to auction. There was one region, and I'm going to flick your data away from you for one minute, Andrew. There was one region where a higher proportion of properties went to auction. What do you think that region might be? I'm going to go with Auckland. No, I said apart from Auckland. Oh, sorry, I didn't listen to you. Apart from Auckland, I'm going to go with Hamilton. No, it was Gisborne of Uh. all places. 75% of Gisborne properties went to auction in October, which is almost twice the proportion as last year. Now, remember, that only accounts for about 47 properties because it's such a small region. So small movements can cause large percentage changes. But that just shows you again the heat of the market that is happening down in Gisborne. And we did see significant price gains down in that region as well during that period. But again, what is this caused by? Generally speaking, it's caused by very, very low levels of inventory right around the country, but there are still high volumes of properties being sold. October saw more sales than at any time in the last four odd years, up 25% more properties sold compared to the same time last year. That's an additional 1,800 odd houses. Although month on month, we've had slightly more properties come onto the market in the last month. We still have 19% less properties on the market than the same time last year. So volume is up. We've got more properties selling, but we've got fewer on the market. And that's causing the weeks of inventory left to decrease and shrink even further. And so that's causing that imbalance between demand and supply there. And the other thing is that the expectations of future prices, because we think that house prices are going to keep going up, is causing people to act in the market now before house prices go even further. Cool. And then I just want to cover off the point around days to sell. So at the moment, we're the lowest in 17 years. And so even the West Coast, which gets a bit of a bad reputation on this show, days to sell now down to 31 days. The 10-year average is 99 days. So it's gone from three months to one month. So that's really interesting. And actually, there was a bit of commentary in the report around retirees going to somewhere a bit more affordable. And it's really interesting because often I talk about people from Auckland moving to Tauranga and that's causing the market to be a lot more buoyant than perhaps it ought to be with new jobs and you know employment opportunities etc but you've got boomers selling up their property in Epson moving to Tauranga and buying a nice house and still having some money in the bank maybe there's going to be a little bit of people from Queenstown or Christchurch selling up their property moving to the west coast and buying something cheaper and having some money maybe we're going to see a bit of that well the median house price in Queenstown Lakes 
district has just cracked over slightly above a million dollars. So if you then move just a couple of hours up the road or an hour up the road and you're in the West Coast where the median value is 250k, you're able to take a significant amount from downsizing in that way. And that's causing that days to sell to decrease. And the other interesting thing is that every single region except Otago is currently selling more quickly than its 10-year average. And Otago is straight on that, you know, 32 days to sell is the 10-year average. 32 days to sell is what it was in October. So there is significant heat in the market. And inventory is also so far down for most regions. The Bay of Plenty last year had 15 weeks of stock on the market. So no other properties could come onto the market and we would still have enough properties for the next 15 weeks previously in last October. Now it's down to seven. And just going to talk about two of my hotspots at the moment, so Auckland and Christchurch. So Auckland, it says some new listings are seeing up to 50 people turning up to open homes in the weekend. 50 people competing for that property. Well, let's say 80% of them make an offer. That's still 40 groups making offers. It's crazy. And note that the listings are up 36.8%, but sales are up 50%. So you still have this disconnect there. Canterbury comments around low levels of stock. So again, really interesting. If you'd listened to the newspapers, you would have believed that there was quite a lot of availability in in Christchurch and plus with all the building work that went on post-earthquake, the natural assumption, of course, was that there was going to be an oversupply. Now they're talking about there not being enough construction there. And a big part of this is actually the land development. You run out of land. It's not being released by the councils and so therefore you do have a shortage at some stage and it's coming. I must admit, I did raise my eyebrows when talking about Canterbury. It said, however, a lack of new builds is further increasing pressure on the market. And I'm sure most people listening to the show would be raising their eyebrows as well and saying, really? A shortage of new builds? Talk to me about that. Yeah, so that's the interesting thing. So because I work with developers on a daily basis, I know the lack of stock that's coming onto the market next year. You know, for us to satisfy the demands of just our investors, we have to big borrow and steal as many properties as we possibly can off these developers. And we have wait lists for Central Christchurch and Southwest Christchurch, the areas that the population growth has been projected to get so much more increases over the next wee while. And, And now all of a sudden, all these things are coming to fruition and you're starting to get this pressure in the market, which then drives prices up. And another interesting point that the Chief Executive of the Real Estate Institute in New Zealand, Bindi Norwell, said is that because there are so few properties on the market, many owner-occupiers who are looking to move so home movers, are holding off selling their property until they get the next one. So you're wanting to find the next property before you sell the one that you've currently got because you don't want to be without a home. Now, the issue there is it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because if there are a significant number of people who are doing that, supply stays tight because they're not putting their properties on the market, but they are adding to demand without increasing supply. And that as well as going to add to this feeling of this fear of missing out and what we would consider to typically be indicative of a hot market. Now, I just want to talk about the actions and outcomes. So, okay, you've got it in your head. It's a, it's a very hot market. Prices are increasing. They've increased rapidly. Well, what do you do about it? Well, I've got three points for you. The first is rerun your numbers. If you're looking to invest and you've been a bit tight in the past on an equity standpoint and you already own your own home, then rerun your numbers. Get a desktop valuation for your property. Maybe it's worth a bit more than you think it is. And maybe it's now at the point where you can do something with it. 
Also, if you're buying a house on the open market, then you may struggle to secure a property if you put in too many conditions. So make a very clean offer, a clean as offer as you can, and get your finance approved in advance. Again, if you can, I know the banks are slow, up to about 20 days in some areas. So get that finance application in early and get it approved so you can make a clean offer. And just on that bank side of things, I know that banks at the moment are looking for live deals a lot of the time. So a live deal is one where there's a sale and purchase actually there. So if you can just start this process early in terms of the pre-approval, go to your broker and get your pre-approval done first so that you've at least got something in the system. Then when making that offer, you can still have a get out of jail free card. Normally, if you go to a real estate agent and you try and put a due diligence clause, which is something that we would recommend for all of our investors we work with, you're not going to get that. Remember that finance isn't a get out of jail free card like it used to be. You can't just say, I couldn't get finance. You have to prove that if the vendor asks for that. But you can just have something like you know a solicitor's approval and a finance clause and maybe a building check if it's an existing property. So that is a relatively clean offer. And so long as you're happy to buy the property if those things take off that is more likely to be accepted than one where you know you've put all these extra clauses in there like insurance which finances really covers insurance because you have to have insurance to get the finance and the other interesting thing my final point for you is that if you're one of these home movers who are looking to purchase a property before you sell your own then you're going to need to get your bridging finance sorted and you're going to have to think about that. So that's when you may be servicing two mortgages at once because you've had to settle this new property before you've settled the property that you're selling. So in that case, you're going to need to get some bridging finance and you're going to have to think that through as well. So I'd be suggesting that you're talking to your mortgage broker about ensuring that you're going to be able to get that sorted. So in many ways for homeowners, this is really good news. It's going to mean that there is more equity out there to be able to do something with if you're looking to be a property investor and any existing property investors listening to the show who own several properties are thinking, well, thank God that my plan, my property investment plan is actually coming to fruition because we're seeing that house price inflation that I'm basing my future projections off. And in many ways, if that's what you've been planning for, then it's really good news for you. Hey, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a topic or idea, something you'd like us to talk about, send us a text. Our number is 5522. And if you do whip out your phone and flick us a text, we'll make sure that we do a podcast recording on that specific topic. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. 